We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, it's Flo with a super weird word, nightgown. If you ask me, it sounds less like clothes you wear to bed and more like things you say to your clothes. Good night, Capri pants, sleep tight sweaters, nightgown. We've got a big day tomorrow. Now a weird word I just made up, flotection. It sounds like great protection for your new home through me and Progressive, and that's because it is. I said good night, Capri pants. Go to sleep. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is... This is... This is... This is... This is... With Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have uh, our co-founder and producer, Mr. Brian Goins. How are you, sir? Hi, guys. We have uh, our trash tweeter, Mr. Jack Alfonso. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Don't, don't copy. Listen, you and John Oliver, have you guys seen John Oliver's show? He copied my welcome, welcome, welcome. That's how he starts his show. Listen, I've done this first, John Oliver. Uh, and we have our statistician, Mr. Nikaias Duncan. How are you, sir? Doing quite fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, there's a lot to talk about today. In Even though the heat season's over, there's tons of interesting stuff. And we're going to start in the obvious place. Jack. Yes. Who would you rather have, Michael Beasley or Derek Rose's right now? Right now? Right now. Beasley or Derrick Rose? I get You have to win basketball games. Michael Literally. Beasley, easily. No really? question. Easily. Me too. No question. <laughs> Beasley, Why? easily. culture. Two, encore pro- <laughs> production. Culture. Three, it's Derrick Rose. Not a criminal. I mean, yeah, not a criminal. I mean, well. Well, ale- I mean, okay. Allegedly. Ac- acquitted, acquitted criminal. Acquitted. Yeah. Okay. Nikias, thoughts? Give me Beasley because he can shoot. Oh! That's it? I think we're all pro Michael Beasley here. And isn't that funny? And the reason I bring this up is because during the break, uh, not during the break, but during the pre-show, Jack and I were talking about how the NBA better fix the lottery for the Heat because we got screwed out of Derrick Rose. And I said, ah, well, it didn't turn out so bad because we got Beasley. And Beasley, like unlike Dion Waiters, he is a meme, right? Like, Beasley is our meme that we love. And I wouldn't trade those Beasley experiences for anything in the world, even Derrick Rose. No, so, like, in all seriousness, I go, wait a second. Because Jack made the joke saying Beasley's had the better career. And I said, well, who would you rather have? And I think we all legitimately feel, like jokes aside, that we'd rather have Beasley. I also think Beasley's had the better career, though. Like, like you listen. <laughs> not in terms of NBA legacy. Not in terms of NBA legacy. Hear me out. If you had to, like, take over for one of them, like, switch lives with them, would you rather be Derrick Rose 
the former superstar who had to go through a ton of injuries and a pretty terrible legal case that ruined his reputation, or be Michael Beasley, just a chill guy that most fan bases love. And he's been to the finals. And China. And China. And he was, yeah, and also China's game. not a good thing. China's a pejorative. Tell that to Mark. The guy's just laughing. <laughs> the guy's what's funny. Oh, man, just the China thing. <laughs> Poor Beasley, There's man. There's nothing wrong with China. I mean. Hassan was in China. And yeah, Lebanon. Hassan was in, was he? China? He turned out okay. Yeah. 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 Lebanon and China. So he, yeah. he went to both. He went all I, around. I bet he's cultured as hell. Hassan? Yeah. Well, have you heard his stories? I heard him talk, but like. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. But Hassan is not helped by his goofy sounding voice. No, he has a very silly voice. That's not like. It's cartoonish. But that doesn't mean he's like otherwise like a super. Like. I'm not going to. I don't want to say anything bad. <laughs> I was like, are you going to say? We know who Hassan Whiteside is. I love him. We all know the deal with him. But we know why we love him. And it's not because he's Chris Bosch, where he's like a renaissance man reading books, coding um, in the off seasons, learning guitar and stuff. We like him because he's getting these like eight foot fish tanks and yelling at his cousin Dawood. <laughs> Did you guys see that Snapchat story where, like, after Critical Mass, or is that what it's called? Hassan did Critical Mass? Yeah, he did. And then after, he was looking for his cousin Dawood, and he was in, like, the the AAA parking lot, like, asking all the posters, like, Coach Spo, like, where's Dawood? (laughs) And, like, Shane Battier, where's Dawood? And he does that for, like... I don't know. It must have been like an hour in his. I love him so much. I never want him to change. That is our franchise player. For uh, (laughs) for the audience that doesn't know, Critical Mass is this bike ride around downtown Miami that it's a mass amounts of people participate in. So Sprite ad, huh? Yeah, well, LeBron did in one of LeBron's ads. He or was it Sprite ad? Yeah, he he does Critical Mass with a bunch of kids. So that's funny. I have a question about that. Do you think, like, does LeBron have to buy custom bikes? Because he's a big dude. Same thing with a Hassan Whiteside, I guess. Like, Oh, I think, I think so. Be, like a seven-footer riding a normal-sized bike. Yeah, I think you're right. I've never thought about that. Yeah, probably, right? Yeah, probably. That must be uncomfortable to drive if you're Hassan. Yeah, I mean, it's like Shaq and those Buicks. <laughs> and Buicks are spaces cars! That's what they want you to think. Hey guys, do you think do you think Hassan, like Hassan cannot like driving, right? Like it has to be uncomfortable. Nah, he probably has somebody drive for him. Oh yeah, I mean at this point, at this point, yeah. Um, so Jack and I before Jack and I did a great pre-show where we were basically waiting for everybody to get ready, and we did a great sports show. Uh, so we're gonna go through all the topics that Jack and I discussed. Uh, so we did Beasley Rose, which uh, I feel was more interesting in our pre-show. Uh, <laughs> next, so, okay, so honestly, we were talking about how annoying the Celtics are to us, right? And like, I don't want the Celtics to win. I want anybody but the Celtics to win, and that even includes LeBron winning. At, but like, Miami's in this catch twenty-two, right? Because like, there is this process versus culture war going on between Boston fans and Miami fans, and you know, process Twitter and assets Twitter and culture Twitter, right? So there's like that struggle going on of two different schools of thought and how to build a team. And then Boston's just annoying, right? Like their fan base is one of the most annoying fan bases in sports, the Celtic one. Uh, and then my, on the other side, you don't want LeBron to win because his decision's already validated. And as Brass Jazz pointed out in our last show, like he can't have the back-to-back championships too. Like, that's ours. Like, don't take that away from us. So we're in this place that it's like we can't – like, neither of them can win because it's bad for us. So that's just all root for Washington then? But we don't believe in Washington. I believe in John Wall. I love John that's, that's all I believe in. I'm rooting for the Rockets to win it all. That's been my stance. See, but, like, we, we got you. into this – before, like, if the Rockets win, 
there's going to be all sorts of annoying James Harden greater than Dwayne Wade. You know what I mean? And I'm with it. I think oh my, I would I be all in that bandwagon. I hate you. Screw Why? James Harden never left us. <laughs> James Harden shoots three. I think we found the name to the show. James Harden never left us. <laughs> also, he won us the 2012 NBA Finals. That's, so that's right. Is He was more won. important than Dwayne Wade in the 2012 NBA Finals. I will say that right now. Does that make him a heat lifer? He is a heat lifer. I forgot he was in the NBA Finals. <laughs> he was so bad. Do you remember that? Yeah. He disappeared. He was that was just it. God. Mike Miller had one good game, and we remember that. Poor James Harden. Huh? You said Mike Miller, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he went bananas in the clothes. That, that was fun. That was so fun. Um, And then the what? I said, and then the amnesty. And then the amnesty, and then it ruined everything. But Speaking of that, get Mario Chalmers back in the NBA. What are you guys doing? Why? Yeah, why has he not found a job yet? That doesn't make any sense. But I, I don't know. Dwayne Wade has a job. Why doesn't Mario Chalmers have one? Jesus Christ. Ow, Jack. I, I said this on Twitter the other day, and I stand by it. If I am looking for an NBA role player to help me win an a basketball game. I know the Achilles injury is probably bad, and he's probably a lot worse than he was, but I'm taking Mario Chalmers over Dwayne Wade solely because I think Dwayne Wade um, had a usage of, like, almost 30 this year. Mario Chalmers wouldn't do that. Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad. Oh, your take is awful, and I'm glad that you brought up his usage because uh, Nikias wrote a, wrote a good story today about possible landing spots for Dwayne and about like whether he's going to opt in or out. And the guy, where can people find that? You can find that on fanrag.com. So search Nikaias Duncan. What's the, what's the column called? Um, three, uh, what is the column? I'm so I sorry. It. I, I put you on the spot so bad. I'm so sorry, Nikaias. I apologize. Three pressing questions surrounding Dwayne Wade. Okay. A, I could not so, think of pressing whatever reason. Way to go! You're 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 you have. Did you say depressing? Pressing. Oh, I mean, I'm it's sure Dwayne, it's depressing. It's all depressing. <laughs> well, Nikaias talked about possible spots for Dwayne, right? So then there's the option of opting in, but he looks generally unhappy there. Uh, that organization is a disaster. They're not close to winning, but but that's a lot of money he'd be turning down. $24 million, 23 point something if we're going to get technical. Then there is the Cleveland Cavaliers, Ooh. which Nikias points out that could be a good guy off the bench to play make a, a third crunch time option, right? Boys with LeBron. Like, How much better that would that be than Darren Williams, though? I mean, I know he's better than Darren Williams, but I don't know. <laughs> Today is talk wait mark that down write that down brian today 11 talk wade day and darren williams is better jack is coming with all the tapes jesus christ you're just eviscerating Dwayne today and derrick rose i mean but nikai it's like yeah. that that makes i thought i thought your point on cleveland made a lot of sense because not and like i know we've talked like the speculation is oh he's friends with lebron this and that but it makes basketball sense uh nikai you want to expand a little bit i don't want to i just don't want to read your column you know you're oh. here <laughs> no you're good but uh, i think that definitely works out he's a ball dominant guard and even though he's his efficiency has slipped he still wanted a better pick and roll ball handler than the league so if you're surrounding, with, surrounding him with Channing Fry and Kyle Corbett who comes back or J.R. Smith if they decide to start Shump for whatever reason, I mean, you have plenty of shooters and nobody can really create for themselves except Dwayne, so he'll have the ball and he'll have the floor spread, so it kind of works both ways. And I think you pointed out in your piece that he's really, really good off the ball still. Those numbers were good, the off cuts and stuff like that, like the and, and off-ball panel pick and roll. So, like, he... He has the skill set to fit in that system with those shooters and with a guy like LeBron, as we've seen before. And then I think another spot was Denver, which he can help them calm them in the clutch because they lost a lot of close games. And he's he's a guard that can help them set up their offense late in the shot clock and late game. So 
those are possible places he can land? Do you think any of them are like necessarily likely? Um, I think with Will Barton wanting to opt out, I mean, uh, with him wanting to test free agency in 2018, I think Denver may be inclined to trade him, and I think they'll probably open up a spot for Dwayne if he's still interested. But that would require, like, I, that would require Gallinari to stay and him not go, and he's going to be a guy that's going to be highly sought after. So, like, it kind of makes it a little complicated because I don't think Dwayne's just going to go to a non-playoff team that didn't resign their best player. I don't think he has a choice. Well, uh, well for one, Gallo isn't their best player anymore. Whoa. Who was? I mean, I don't think that's a hot take. Jokic? Oh, that's right, Jokic. I forgot. Yeah, yes, you're right. Jokic. Um, I don't think – I mean, they really don't have to bring back Gallo. Honestly, they still have Wilson Chandler. I think he's under contract for a couple of years. No, hold on. Wait. Nick Kais, the quality of play – I mean, Gallinari was really, really good last year. He was. And that so guy was- gets to the free throw line whenever he wants – He's a small ball four, which you need, who can shoot and defend. I don't know. He certainly has value, but I'm saying Denver isn't – they don't necessarily have to break the bank for him because I think they do have wings that can that they can um, plug in when they go small. They still have Wilson Chandler, and they're drafting 13, which will put them in range to get a guy like, say, OG Anonymy. I think he's a great fit there. So I don't think they're really pressed to keep him if they want to be. That might be a guy that I would like Miami to look at. He he yes. he'd fit really nicely here. Yes, he's one of my favorites in the draft already. Jack's living with Ooh. him right now. Wait, no, I'm talking about Gal- I'm talking about Gallinari. Oh. What? Who are you talking about? Oh, OG, original OG. gangster. No, no, I was talking about Gallo. We're <laughs> talking about OG. OG is better than Gallo already. Do you guys wouldn't want Gallo here? I, I love Gallo. not for the price. I don't know. Like, like what what's he gonna, gonna get? Is he gonna get like in the twenty million? I would think so. Didn't Barry say they're not even gonna like really pursue him? Did Barry say that? Did Barry yeah, say that on this show? Yes, he did. Gordon's not a superstar, so. Barry, dude, that was so weird. Barry. Like two shows ago, Barry Jackson comes on our show and says Gordon Hayward's not a superstar. You shouldn't break the bank. Jack and I were talking about this before the show. Nikias, do you think who do you think's better, Gordon Hayward or Paul George? I'm gonna have to throw nuance here. Gordon Hayward has the higher floor, and Paul George has the higher ceiling. I think Hayward was better this year, but I mean George hasn't necessarily been set up to succeed either. So okay, but the fact the fact that it's close, right? Because like it, it's if there's a difference, it's not a lot. Would you agree? Oh yeah, it's definitely close. Like, and George is a guy that I think consensus people would say throw the max at him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't understand this conversation of Gordon Hayward's not a max player. Like, yes, he is. He's really, really good. He can do everything you want in the small ball era of basketball at his position. Like, everything. He's good at everything. Maybe he could improve the rebounding a little bit. But other than that, I mean, right? I think it's more people that aren't up on the cap. Or maybe they're not focused on the right thing. I think if you ask... If Gordon Hayward is a max player, you probably get a different answer than is Gordon Hayward worth $30 million a year, which it shouldn't be a different answer. But I think that's probably the hesitation. We went through that last last offseason with Tyler Johnson. It's just kind of the reality of what things are. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's just people that don't watch Gordon Hayward a lot. They don't see superstar or star quality from him, which is, you know, you got to watch more basketball. But he like, doesn't pass the eye test. And he's white. Yeah. I was like, trying to say it. Oh, subtly. <laughs> Might be. Bluntly. <laughs> like, Nikaias, I don't know how much Utah, or Jack, if you can want to come in, I don't know how much Utah you've watched, but like when I when I watch them play, and it's not that I don't, it's not that I think Quinn Snyder's a bad coach. I just don't think that Utah has the personnel on offense to help him. To help Gordon Hayward? Yeah. I don't know. I think they got a pretty solid team there. George Hill's a solid point guard. Um, Rudy Gobert is like, he's okay, I guess, like, for what he is. I don't know if he's, like, anything special, but... Don't derail us, because we're just going to go into your crappy take on Gordon. Focus. Okay, you can slander Gobert in a second. We're talking about Gordon Hayward right now. Stay on course. Okay, I'm saying he's got a good roster. He's got a mediocre good center. Offensively. he's got Derek Favors, who's great. He's got George Hill, who's very good. He's got... Who else did he? Rodney Hood? Rodney Hood's legit. Rodney Hood be Chris More like Paul. Rodney Good. 
There we go. Where's Bri- Brian left? That was the time for Brian to do the. Brian got up and left. That was the one time that we needed him. I hate him. See, he's he's a bad producer even when he's not there. Oh, look who's back! Hey, Brian, I can hear your seat when you sit down. Jack made a great joke, and you weren't there with your rim shot. Do it now. I can just repeat it. Let's get this clean. Rodney Hood. I wasn't finished with the joke. Yet. Okay. <laughs> You're the worst, man. <laughs> I quit this. <Yep>. Stop! <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Quick Brian. question. What? How would Gabby feel about Colorado? Because I feel like she wouldn't be crazy about living in Denver. Wade also, weed is legal there. He's already a little chunky. It's not going to help. My oh God, my Jack! What is what is with you today? I don't know. I don't know. What did you just say? All I said is Wade's gonna get the munchies. (laughs) Also, if he went to Cleveland, would he like try to play defense? No, No? that's not that's not policy over there. Is that just out the window? It was out the window this year. Well, but he's on a terrible team, and like that team was a top ten defense. I don't understand. I don't know. Dekaius, can you help me? Why was that a top 10 defense? Robin Lopez and randomness. I love Rolo, dude. I want Rolo here. Jimmy Hello. Butt stuff's pretty good. Huh? What? What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> oh. Jeez. God. Nothing. Let's move forward. That team. That team. Forward. I, wanted, I wanted to talk more about Gordon Hayward, but you derailed oh, me. Oh, let's talk about Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Yeah, let's get back he's to that. Good. Yeah, he's good. And he, I don't think he's helped by that system and his teammates like I don't know, am I wrong like he like he'll come off a pick and then he'll shoot like a bad mid mid range and I'm thinking why, why is that allowed uh, I'm actually a fan of their um screen action in the half court I think my only gripe ah. with you is just how slow they play but their sets are pretty intricate they run them off a lot of screens and like do pin downs and stuff oh yeah you know what I love what Miami does that little pin down they run for Wayne Ellington on the left side to get him open on a curl. Like, and they used to run that for Ray Allen. And I just think it's funny how they're running Ray Allen plays for Wayne Ellington and he's performing. Oh, it's great. I hope he's back. That's a team option, right? Yeah. Do you think? Man, I don't know. The, the, this, the, what's the price tag? Like four, four mil? Uh, six, if I'm not mistaken. It's yeah. six. So if they're going to want to keep Dion and JJ for under 30, right? I think that's reasonable if you get them both under 30. That's the dream. Work. Is that not realistic? I think that's realistic. Yeah, think like if you get if I think Dion might be like thirteen and, and probably James might be a borderline sixteen, seventeen mil. Oh, you think you think James, James is gonna get more. more than Dion? Oh yeah, for sure. I think James is a better player, but I really. Mm-hmm. Jack, you agree? I don't agree. I thought Dion like Dion's the young guy. I think they pretty much like I don't know if I agree with this. I'm going to say I definitely don't agree with this, but like I think the idea is that Dion's still pretty young. He was the fourth pick in the draft, and like the talent's there, and when he was playing well, he was playing like kind of like close to a star. Not really, but like some nights he was. And I think the idea is that like he still has potential, whereas James Johnson's like, he's great and he's cool, but he's he is what he is. He can get a little better, but... What NBA team would not play James Johnson in a rotation? Like, I think he's the kind of player that he'd fit in the <laughs> Word to Dwayne Casey. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, isn't he the kind of player that would fit anywhere? He'd be awesome in Memphis. God knows they need him. They need spacing, like, badly. I feel so Take bad that for, for data. Fizzlies. They got James Ennis. They're fine. Uh, do you feel like you're right on that, that he's good? I am right. He is good. No, he's not. He's not bad. Like He's, he's not good, he's dude. Player. You're, like, stuck on James. You want James Ennis to be a thing. He Master is a P. thing. He's a bad thing. Fizzlies confirmed. Oh, Nicky comes the guy thundering and defending James Ennis. Yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah, his hey, 6.7... Huh? I wanted James Ennis gone so bad because he could not dribble at all. 
I'm glad. I'm proud of him. He can dribble now. Dribbling's overrated. He averages an assist a game. He still can't dribble. Take that for data. Take that for data. Why do you and the Levitard show not have the damn pen slam at the end of Take That for Data? That's the best part of the sound. Take that for data. There you go. Sounds like Leif there. (laughs) (laughs) Data. Okay. Next show we have on, we need Leif to record Take That for Data and slam a pen or something. That rant was great. I miss him. The 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 um the post game is now an art, right? Like these yeah. post game press conferences are their performance art. They're getting better and better every year. And the reporters are getting worse. Yeah, the reporters. The Chris Paul question made me laugh. For... Dude, that guy was fishing. Brian, do you have that sound again? Of the Chris Paul? Do we, do we ever have that sound? I might be asking you for something. Chris we Paul, don't have. one. I don't know what that is. Okay, there was a reporter asking Chris Paul, like, do you think you're going to be back here for Game 7? Right, And it's clearly, like, anybody who's in the industry knows, you just want a quote, your story's almost written, you just want Chris Paul to say the thing that you want him to say so you could put the quote into the story. Because when you wrote the story, you have insert quote here, boom, right? In parentheses. And he was just fishing for his quote. And it was gross. And Chris Paul called him out. Like and he doubled down on it. That's yeah. what made it so funny. If you can expand upon that, like, yeah, that was it. <laughs> I'm like, dog. Like he asked Chris Paul like that question. Like, do you think we're gonna be back here for Game Seven? Chris Paul's like, what do you want me to say? What kind of question is that? You've been doing this long enough. He's like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, I'll say it. Yeah, I think we're gonna be back here. And then there's like a pause, and he goes, care to expand on that? It's like, dude, <laughs> take the L. Like it's over. I got the video. Okay, can you play the sound? Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's the sound for, for those of you who don't know. Chris, uh, will the Clippers be back here Sunday playing the game seven? What? <laughs> your feeling about, you know, your level of confidence that you'll be back here again. What you think? For... I'm, I'm on the team. What you want me to say? No, it's over. I, just, I mean, that's what you want to hear? Yes. That's... Come on, man. You've been doing this long enough. Seriously, right? Can expand upon that? No, I don't know. Everybody in here laughing for a reason. <laughs> Poor guy, dude. And the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City journalists, like trying to, like, that's such, like, and I heard Levitar defending that question. It's a terrible question. Like, when they ask Russ, it's like, do you feel like the Rockets get more energy when you're on the bench? What kind of dumbass question is that? Of course they do. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I felt like it was common sense, but it was necessary just because of how much OKC was getting outplayed when Russ went to the bench. No, I like. I think it's a viable question to ask, but like everyone's pretending like it was this great question. I was like, it wasn't. It's like you weren't asking. Like this wasn't some feat of journalism. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it definitely wasn't anything profound. But I don't see why Russ jumped in. No, I mean. Well, he has distrust for the media. Like, it's been that way for a long time. Like, people were acting surprised that a guy who feels the media's the, the media has been, after LeBron, they moved on to Russ, right? Like, the, the media was really unfair to LeBron, and then they moved on to picking on Westbrook. They and love I can, Westbrook. They love Do Westbrook. they? Because they love, I, I, I experienced that they love tearing down Westbrook. I think they used to like tearing down Westbrook, but now it's like he's averaging a triple-double, and he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's polarizing now. Like, he has people on his side and people trying to, like, bash him and his usage and his efficiency and his attitude and stuff like that. Like, I think there are two sides to that. But before this, before last season, I think, Westbrook was a meat shield for, for Duran, and all people did was criticize him. So I don't blame him if he has distrust and doesn't like the media, because why the hell would he? It's the Donald Trump of the NBA. Westbrook? Yeah. Why? He doesn't like the media. He has these, like, showy things. Like, the triple-doubles are, like, Trump's gold hotels and whatever. And I don't know. I haven't really thought this through. This is a bad analogy. (laughs) It's good. So one of them is really good at their job. The other one is probably not. Which one are we talking about? Which one's which? Who knows? Okay. That's the fun part. 
Way to go, Jack. You brought the show to a screeching halt. We got hole. political. We got political. Way to go. We've avoided this forever. Um, the Celtics have come back from what I believe was a 12-point deficit. I think this series is basically going to be Washington blows the lead every game and the Celtics sweep them. This is an No, what do you mean, no, no? Oh, yeah. Okay, Nikaias, you just can't say... Nikaias, I'm going to give the audience a Radio 101. I cannot say something kind of inflammatory and probably hyperbolic. To then you just say, oh, no, no, no. And then let silence sit. Oh, yeah. You either need to A, make fun of me. B, oh, my God. Jay Crowder just decked the guy. Oh, yeah. Like, badly. Okay, uh, I got distracted. I'm, I'm out here giving you lessons on radio, and Otto Porter gets taken out, and I get... That was really bad. Did you see that, Nikaias? I did. I'm watching it. Jesus, God. Wow, that looked good. That was... No, the audience, if you see that play, you'll understand. It was jarring as hell. Yeah, Otto Porter doesn't look very... Oh, that... Yeah, his, he looked like he hurt his hand. Oh, series over. <laughs> they, they need him. He's really good. That's it. Oh, I think his hand got caught on the backboard. We watch basketball here on Heapy. Some Live. of us are we'll watch focused the highlights on next podcasting. Time. Some of us are. Last show, Alex was uh, was watching the Bucks game, totally not listening to anything that was happening. Nikai, who did you guys see? Otto Porter got hurt. <laughs> Yes. I'm watching it on a stream. <laughs> Would you rather... <laughs> Otto Porter is going to get grossly overpaid, isn't he? And then never going to play as good. Is this what the... Oh, the wait. I think I found it. Is how we view Otto Porter the way the country views Dion Waiters? No. What? Because, like, I'm, I'm, I was about to say, Otto Porter has had a good year, and he's about to get grossly overpaid, and he's never going to reproduce the season he just had. Well... I mean, I think they have, like, pretty different career arcs where Dion's been wall-to-wall pretty garbage for most of his career and then had, like, one really good half season. And now he's probably going to get paid pretty well. Otto Porter's kind of trended up, right? And he also like, has a young the, player the and he's been improving. He's also very long and, he's have, you know, so he has a physical ability that goes with that as well that... I guess you you're kind of paying for size in a way. Yeah. No, your so, takes bad. Is it bad? I don't know. I, yeah. I I'm still I'm still I still feel it. Because yeah. like the shooting has been hasn't he been the best three point shooter in the league? Is he still? I know at one point he was. I mean I don't know if that's sustainable, but that doesn't mean he's gonna like stop being a good three point shooter. It's kind of like the Josh Richardson thing. Like he wasn't always gonna be a fifty percent three point shooter, but. I don't think what we saw this season where he was like like below 30 for a while. Like I don't think that's him. You haven't given up on him. He had a really good end of the season. I think he's shown that when he's healthy and he has like some continuity on the court, he plays well. I just think like he kind of had a garbage hand dealt to him this season with like the way the injuries sh- shook out. Oh wait, wait! What are we doing? What are we doing? What? Why? 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 Why is there Rickroll music? My fake. Because he said never gonna give you up. Great. Okay. Okay. But no, Josh Richardson's career is over. Remember? I mean, he was bad, and he's never gonna improve. I thought that was that's true. That's the narrative, Nikaias. You have to stick with it. That's it. We're calling you out, Harry. It's the script. (laughs) And Alf. Alf hated him. Yeah, Alf sucks, though. He couldn't even be on this pod. Yeah, his internet went out. What a loser. Yeah, what a loser. Yeah, Nikai's at the emergency fill-in. Thank you, Nikai's. See, Nikai's came in through the clutch. He was D-Wade. He saved the show. Good job. Good effort. G-W-O-D-J-O-B. Good job, good job. I don't know what that means. I don't want to know what it means. Brian, are we ready for a new segment? I've been ready. Are we all ready? Like, everything's set up? We have a segment. We have a segment. Oh, cool. Brian, play the imaging. Do you want to explain it or do you just want to play it? You're going to play the imaging, then I'll explain it. Okay. It's a surprise. Okay. 
Ready? I'm excited. Ready? I haven't heard the imaging. I'm super excited. Like here's a tease and here's a full surprise. X's and the spores. They haunt me like McBobs. They're stalking to cameo on everyone's photos. X's and spores. We need a better automated voice. Yeah. Her sister is supposed to sing it though. She was, but she got sick, so. That's about okay. We had. So. What this segment is going to be is Jack is going to give relationship advice to listeners using spoisms. Brian, what do our listeners want to know? Oh God, do you really want to know? Yes. <laughs> give it All to right. us. This comes from Rowan Brastras. He asks, I have a friend who really wants to have sex with girls, but he goes on dates with lesbians. What's wrong with him? I got to tell you, I don't know what's wrong with him, but... You just, you gotta have, find a way to overcome it. You gotta get over the hump and get the job done. Either you make excuses and feel sorry for yourself and don't find a way to produce, or you use it as a springboard to really come together. That's the advice I'd give to your friend. And the thing with relationships, everyone's pulling on the same side of the rope. If you have a tug of war going on, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out. Sound advice. Thank you. Brian, what's next? What else what else are the listeners need? How can we help our listeners? This comes from at Dos Minutos. He asked, I called my lover's bluff and he left me last summer out of spite. I had a miserable year, to be honest. How can I make him take me back? I don't know if there is a way to make him take you back, Dos. My advice really would be that relationships are for competitors only. And if you're not going to stick through it and fight it out and hold on to the rope, then you really shouldn't be in a relationship. That's all I got to say. I feel like there's going to be a lot of rope holding this segment. I feel gotta, like rope, that's the key to a relationship is holding on to that rope. I feel the like rope the of rope, a relationship. Yeah, I feel like this rope is going to be the most important thing in everyone's advice. That's just a guess. Brian, do we have any others? This comes from at Justice and Jordy. He asked, my wife left him because I was checking out some stats. How can I get her back? Mental toughness. That's it. Next question. Mental toughness. What's Brooke? Next question. I don't know what this question is, but I'm going to ask anyway. This comes from at Jeff G615. He asked, are Sundir or Yandy girls better in relationships? Can I, I, don't know can what I answer means. Can I answer it? Is that an anime I'd question? I'd rather he didn't. Listen, Sundares always let go of the rope. Yandere's always hold on to the rope, right? So Sundares let go there, but they secretly want to hold on, right? Sundares are the kind of people that let go, but in reality, they want to hold on. Yandere's are the type that will hold on forever with a death grip and never let you go. Don't date a Yandere. Uh... They're scared. All right, last question comes from at Hakeem Dalim. Yes, any advice for a long-distance relationship? Hold up. Did we not have a question from uh, at heat priapism? Are we not doing that question? (laughs) (laughs) I think you know why I dismissed that one. Okay. Jack wants to cut right to the chase. That's fair. No, 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 no. Repeat the question. I'll answer the question. I was... Our, our, our listener wants to know what do they do for a long distance relationship. Um, I'm not going to long distance relationships are complicated. The key to any relationship, there are two keys to any relationship. I will say that. The first key is pace. The second key is space. With a long distance relationship, you got to manage that space. You got to meet up whenever you can. You got to find meeting points, halfway points, and get together. As for space, space makes that more complicated, and you're going to have to pace the relationship properly. You don't want to go too fast. You don't want to go too slow. Pace and space. Don't let go of the rope. That one was weak. Not your best one. Not my best one. We tried everything. Maybe our last question. We're going to have to find different ways to get into our game. 
Brian, the last question from... I'm, I'm not reading that one. Why not? I don't no, want to... never mind. We it's going to come back it. and bite me one day in the future, I feel like. Do you want me to read it? Should I read it? If you want to sacrifice your journalism career, go ahead. I have to pull it up. Hold on. I have to find it. We had one really long one from uh, at Aaron. <laughs> but I honestly, it's way yeah, too this long is to better. read. This is better. Jack, eat priapism. Leap off about it. Wants to ask you. How can I get my partner to do anal? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. I, wow, that's super inappropriate. I didn't see that one coming. Um, the thing about relationships is it's all about sacrifice. And both sides are going to have to sacrifice. Either you're going to have to sacrifice your desires or she's going to have to sacrifice her desires. And deciding who's going to do that, that's a competition. It's going to take mental toughness. And you're going to have to find ways to get into your game. It's been well documented. There's I'm nothing not new. I'm right not now. Sure what? I'm sorry, what? Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to hit him with the culture. The culture? That's a Riley thing. Sorry. Oh, spoism. Spoism. Not a spoism. I would never not do a spoism in this segment. That that started off hotter than it ended. He really petered out at the end. Yeah, petered out. <laughs> I, th I thought we had something. I thought it was good. I thought it was I stimulating. Think it, I think it needs work. Yeah, we got to bring physicality next time. <laughs> you hear that a lot of time in this business, that doesn't mean you don't go through emotions. I'm just reading spoisms now. Honestly, I don't care if they fit. This segment was better in theory. Yeah. It also would have been better if I prepared at all. Better if your sister sang the intro instead of It would have been place. better in theory. I don't want to slam your imaging, but we could have had better imaging. Um honestly just, you know, we weren't we this wasn't for competitors only. It, we let go of the rope. It was for competitors only, and we are not competitors. Exes and the spores. They hide me like McBob's. They're stalking to cameo on everyone's photos, exes, and spores. You're so pleased with yourself, Brian. Good job, bud. I just like that I put McBob's in there. Listen, at this point... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with the audience. I'm gonna be honest with you. The heat season's over. It is. We're scrapping for content, right? So we've we've reached we've reached our limit on what we can talk about. And basically, at this point, we're just trying to get through our two shows a week. So expect a lot more of these X's and Spos like segments where we try to mass produce content to be interesting. I have a question for you guys, heat related. I think it's a good, could be a fruitful discussion. Please save us. Um, how much money do you think James Johnson is going to get on the open market you. this summer? Like we haven't done that show five times in a row. Hold on, wait a second, Brian. And Brian, you'll think this is funny, and longtime listeners will think this is funny. A long time ago, when we first got Hassan. When we, the heat, oh, I keep saying we, you guys have infected me. I, I used to never refer to the heat as we, and now I'm doing it all the time because you guys have poisoned me. When the heat first got Hassan, Brian and I did the show, like for 10 straight shows of the is Hassan for real show, right? It was a bad show and we kept doing it because they were losing and that's all there was to talk about. That sounds like the Levitard show to be fair though. Like, yeah, that was his show for a year. It was, but they did it much better than we did. Now, we're doing, this season, the What is James Johnson slash Dion Waiters Worth show. And we've done that. I think, oh, this is very meta. We did this last show. The critic. We did the show last show where we critique how we talk about Dion Waiters and James Johnson all the time. Now I'm doing the critique of the critique again. Inception. Legit, I've run out of things to talk about. I think he's going to get a little over 10 million. 
Under 20, but around there. Solid. Did you guys feel bad for Dwayne when he went one for 10? I never feel bad for Dwayne. (laughs) Because you're a hater, dude. Yep. You don't like it. Did you feel bad for him when he went one for 10 and he just looked like he didn't want to be there? Uh, I mean, it was kind of, well, not funny, but I don't know. It was just kind of crazy watching Chicago just completely give up. I think it was kind of fitting how that year went overall. It honestly felt like they quit. Like, I don't think we see that very often in sports, but, like, they look like they flat out quit. Oh, definitely. They let go of the rope. <laughs> you had to get that in. That's it? Nobody adds anything? I just say, I, I have something to say. No, you yeah, you just said, let go of the rope. Okay. Listen, I just went over how we're grasping at straws. I'm trying to produce content. I'm trying so hard. And I say something, and you guys give me nothing. We had an incident in the middle of the pod that kind of took us out of our rhythm. I'm sorry for the I'll say that. The audience, I will say that. Okay, I'm gonna, listen. I'm going to let people behind the curtain and know of our incompetence. We're trying to use this thing called Zencast. Zencast are supposed to give us better sounding shows, right? So we're trying to experiment with this Zencaster thing. And about halfway through, pretty much right before we, right as we started X's and Spose, um, Zencaster decided that it wanted to kick Nikias out. And it did. Not only did we lose Nikias' audio from the Zencaster, but we had to like reboot the show and everything so we were like there was like 20 minutes of downtime right so in that 20 minutes of downtime i'm trying to figure out what happened to nikaias's audio nikaias is trying to get reconnected brian is trying to figure things out jack is sitting down playing on his phone and it's honestly a disaster because that's what i get for trying to produce a better show that's what i get for wanting decent audio quality that's why x's and spoke was bad it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I mean, it was bad when we had... It was even worse when we recorded it the first time, but... Yes. Because and we, I did have 20 minutes to prepare that I didn't <laughs> you use. You didn't use it. So, you admitted that you weren't prepared. We'll get them next time. Jeez, we'll get them next no. time. No. Like, you know, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just I'm trying. Like, it's hard. And I, I basically, the show is me complaining. It, I mean, every show. Jesus. Okay, I have a comment about the Bulls series. Who would have thought that in 2017, Rajon Rondo would be more important to a playoff series than Dwayne Wade? I'll give you a better one. Who would have thought that Joe Johnson, after last season, would be more important to a playoff team than Dwayne Wade? You guys hated Joe Johnson. You guys are too many you, people. What, you and Harry no, and me. whoever Harry. else, and Alf? Harry and Alf. Yeah, and I think he's a pretty cool guy. And I think he had some cold shooting, but he was pretty good for us for a decent stretch. That's all I got to say. Way to go. That's some A-plus analysis, Nikias. Thank Joe you. was really good in that Utah series. Should have watched it. Yeah. He was good. No, he was great. He down the str- And like even the games, like he didn't have big games, like... He had timely baskets, and he he didn't let the ball stick. Like he wasn't bad in any of the in any of the games. ISO Joe, he and Joe Ingles, he's been pretty good too. Joe Ingles is good, man. The Heat should low key go after Joe Ingles. High key should go after Joe Ingles. How are they gonna fit him onto their cap space after they sign Gordon Hayward and Blake Griffin? No, that's a great point. Maybe he'll take yeah. Do you want Blake Griffin? I mean. Do I want Blake Griffin? Like, what are we giving up for him? What are like, we paying? There, there is baggage that comes with Blake Griffin in the form of you have him seen, being really good at basketball. Like, you know, like I think there are legitimate questions of can this guy stay healthy? Yeah, but we had Dwayne Wade as our main player for like a decade, so I don't <laughs> think we have a problem with that. But Blake seems to like get hurt every year in the playoffs. Meh. I'm fine with that. This is the second. We can, we're, we're in Miami. There's HGH down here. We got James Johnson and Deion Waiters into world-class shape. We can get Blake Griffin to not break down right before the playoffs. I don't know, Nikias. I'm, I'm, like, 
not I mean I would never say no to a good player like that but I there are cons- like there I think there's legitimate concern I'd want to see him under Spo honestly I would be down with Blake Griffin but like do you want two bigs like are we still doing that no screw Hassan Whiteside <laughs> I mean I don't think Hassan should be the reason you don't get Blake Griffin yeah Blake's considerably better well, yeah. Also, the Clippers have Blake and DeAndre Jordan, and it works kind of well. No, they have a great offense. Yeah, they do. But Goran is not CP3. Yeah, and Spo isn't Doc Rivers in a good way. Like, <laughs> Miami has a good coach. <laughs> that was good. People, poor Doc, man. He's a glorified Vinny Del Negro. Whoa. What has he done that Vinny hasn't? Win? <laughs> Nothing really. What? Has he won more than Vinny? Like, Vinny wasn't terrible with those Clippers teams. No, both teams capped out at the second round. Yeah. The same quality of team. Yeah. You yeah. mean? Yeah. 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 You're kind of right. I win this one. I can't. No, yeah. I, I cannot dispute what you're saying. Uh, under Doc, they did have that big win against the Spurs, and they were up against the Clippers, um, against the, the Rockets. They imploded. Yeah, yes. and then they lost, yeah. Which I still I feel bad for. I just don't understand how the Clippers didn't get a decent wing by accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who have they had? Like, Wesley Johnson, Matt Barnes. Discount um, Luke and Bob Mute. But like, I like Luke, but... Teams still ignore him, so it's just <laughs> yeah. They haven't been as good as the discount bin as Miami has. You know what pisses me off is that they're out there with trotting out like they're scrubs at the three. Meanwhile, the Sixers are like just hoarding Robert Covington. Oh man, <laughs> that's not fair to Robert Covington. It's not. He's so good. Damn, they should sue the Sixers. <laughs> Yo, hold on. That'd be so funny if there's like a joint like suit against the Clippers for like the good players that are there. Against the Sixers? And the coach, uh, Brett Brown, because yeah. he's a good coach. That guy can coach. Is he a good coach? He's Do we good, know that no, for I, sure I think, yet? I think he's a good I guy. think he can, but like based on what? That Dude, Nikai. Based on what they run, I think. He, yeah. I think he's good. The fact that the players play as hard as they do considering their organization already speaks to how much they believe in him. Yeah, sure. No, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying it's kind of impossible to know how good he is considering he doesn't really coach for an NBA team. (laughs) Oh, well, that's probably fair. I mean, yeah, no, like you make the point that it's difficult to make a case for him. Like unless, and I'm not, I'm not out here like looking at his sets and, Oh, you know, these down screens that they run, these stagger picks, you know, they're really helpful in freeing up. Like, I'm not going to out here say that. But I think the word around the league is that he is a good coach and his position is unfair. Like, that. And he's never really. He has, he's oddly not gotten blame just because the organization has been so, as we would say in Spanish, el descaro, like the gall, the gall that they just don't even try. Is he really in a bad position, though, for a coach? Because he's had job security, and he's not really getting a ton of criticism from the media. No, which but is really all you can ask for. That can't coach. be. That can't be fun, man. Like, oh, it can't be fun, but he has a job. At the end like, of the Doc day, Rivers might not have a job soon. But like, if you're if you're a coach, right? Like, you you have a record. And that's that's these all these losing years. Like, he might like never get out of that. You know what I mean? He won't. Like that kind of sucks. Like you might be a good coach and your record's under five hundred for your career, and like that stuff gets looked at later on in your like you know in your legacy and stuff, and that 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 has suck, you know. But yeah, they're gonna have to put a big asterisk. Like that's not fair. Like if he turns out to be good, like if he turns out to win like two or three titles, just like I'm just saying, like best case scenario, or like just whatever something great happens and he lands a great job. Like even if he wins like two three titles, you know people are gonna look at his win percentage. It's gonna be like ugh. If he wins two or three titles, I'll get something tattooed on my forehead. I won't say what, but... <laughs> That's just an example, something. 
Like Spoh. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't see a scenario where we're looking back in 10 years at Brett Brown's legacy as a coach. I'm I think not, he's a good coach. I don't think not. he's going to be somebody we remember. Yeah, but, like, he'll know, dude. He'll know that he was an under five. Like, pe- I don't know, man. You don't think that's bad? You don't think that sucks? Do we yeah. care about coaches' win percentage? I mean, outside of, no. like, slander I mean, Brad Stevens. But, like, no. in general. I think, well, yeah, we do. We do We do when it helps our argument. That's true. Uh, no, but, like, I, I think, well, I guess this is a broader conversation to Kai is how the NBA fan has changed for the most part. Like, there's still, you know, your barbershop discussions of clutch and heart and stuff. But, like, I think a lot of people are more educated. That's why, I mean, Doc Rivers would never be made fun of 10 years ago, even if he was, like, you know what I mean? He, he's won, right? He has, like, you're, you're golden. You have cachet. Like, you'd never make fun of the championship. Like, now we know that Doc Rivers is not that great a coach right before he was like coach of the year and everyone's saying how great he was because we're smarter right so when maybe one percentage of a coach isn't what matters in a couple of years you're right but i think that has to do with more of a the education of the nba fan interesting point that's all you're gonna give me interesting it wasn't point. that interesting <laughs> i thought it was interesting i, listen, I liked it i fell asleep you. for a second you know what go to hell you you and your bad takes slandering Dwayne Wade. Bad takes. I'm saying that we have... Who are you to say my takes are bad? <laughs> my takes are great. Okay. Oh, Only no. you believe that. That's That in and of itself is other a bad Other than take. my Tyler Johnson. Out of this? Listen, other than my Tyler Johnson take, which I still think is good, what is objectively a bad take? I really... I try to tune him out, but I'm sure we could put we could put together some compilation of terrible... Wait, who did you compare to Chris? Did you compare Ocaro? Oh my to Chris god, Bosch? no! Yes, you called I, Ocaro Chris Bosch. I, I called it back. I retract. No, because what happened was that we had Evan Cohen on our show, and Evan came on, and Evan was this blast of energy. And honestly, I was not ready to do a show with someone that good at radio, and I was like, I was like, I was frozen. And he asked, "Who like who would I compare Ocaro White to?" And I froze, and I said Chris Bosh, and I was like, wow, that was dumb as soon as I said it. And he and Alf piled on me, and I'm like, oh, God, I want to take this back so bad. Is Okaro going to be on the team next year? Because he didn't really play towards the end of the season. He should be. I, I'm fine with him being on the team. I just don't know how, like, everybody else feels about him. Does Rodney have a – is Rodney a free agent, or do they have him for another year? Oh no, they got him for another. They have him like three, year. right? Yeah, like really it cheap. was a three-year contract. Nikaias, like, does he remind you a little bit of Jimmy Butler in the beginning of his career? No, listen, Wait. listen, Rodney. No, why not? <laughs> it's the bad no. take. Oh man, you just apologized for your Okaro Bosch comparison, <laughs> and then you right threw out an even worse one. Jimmy Butler, bad. No, because. I've like, been, I've been on the Courtney Lee comparison since he's been signed. <laughs> okay, that's probably a better one. I mean, he's I didn't. Come I, in with Jimmy Butler. I didn't think he's going to be a star or anything. I'm just saying, like, it kind of exceeded expectations as an offensive player. You know what I mean? No, bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys ever watch Dion Waiters and think that he looks like Kareem Abdul Jabbar? No! <laughs> that's what you sound like. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Jimmy Butler. I don't think it was that bad a take. Yeah, right. Jimmy Butler. I thought it was really but bad. Like, now, now, now as you make fun of me, I realize it's a bad take. But like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, wing defender who was not really supposed to be a shooter or an offensive player and then kind of developed that later into the season, played a lot of minutes, was trusted from an early age to defend opposing wing's best players. Like, it's not that ridiculous a comparison. Like, I don't think he's going to be a... so ridiculous. Isn't that what happened to Courtney Lee in Orlando? Man, Courtney Lee ain't... Okay, yes. The anime (laughs) is clouding your brain. Courtney Lee's also like Jimmy Butler. I mean, they play the same... They don't even play the same position anymore. Can't even use that one. Hold on, Nick. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, if Courtney Lee was not on those Orlando teams that made a final, does he keep getting these contracts? Because I feel like... For a while, people were just giving Courtney Lee a contract because he was on a good team. No, I think he's a 
very serviceable role. I there. think he is too, but I think he's helped by the fact that I've heard this take from you before, and I don't really get where it comes from. Do you think he's just not deserving of the contract no. he gets? Like they're not nobody's giving him max contracts. He's a good player getting decent money. But like good teams don't go after him anymore. I, it's always bad is that teams. Necessarily true. Like he was I mean not terrible teams. Like he was on the Hornets not that long ago, right? They're not a terrible team. I mean, they're not good. I mean they were good. Like they're a playoff team. Yeah. Man, you're right. The my, East is better than the West. My takes are bad. Whoa. Only saved you a little bit. What? Oh, no, I mean like in terms of the bottom. Like Oh yeah. Well, I don't yeah. mean in the top. I like, don't know, man. The Bulls are bad. Oh, the Bulls are bad. But no, like last season? I think last season. Yeah, they didn't beat last. Another, I don't remember. I I thought I'm, an under 500 team made the playoffs in the West. Wasn't it Dallas? Yeah. Wasn't Dallas an under 500 AC? It was either under five. I think they were right at 500. Yeah. I apologize for my takes. I, wow, I'm starting to realize that I just have bad opinions. In high school, I once said that Kevin Durant was overrated. He is, still. Honey. Honey. What? I can't sleep. Oh. Would you mind if I put on some white noise? Yeah, sure, babe. Yeah. Ah, so much better. It's hard to be without your bike. So do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. And when you ride with us for four straight years without an accident, we won't count your first one against you, no matter how much it costs. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Accident forgiveness not available in all states. 